Hello and good evening, everyone. This is your host of Our Grinds, Big D. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Uh, we actually got a pretty good, um, I think, topic today, maybe even multiple topics, but you can't have oh, a good crap. conversation on topics without some good people that can enjoy that dialogue with you. I've got two handsome young men that can have this uh, conversation. Yeah. And that is Chef Bo. How are you, sir? Oh, man, I'm ready to throw this up and lock this down. Let's get going. All right. Love the energy. And then, of course, we've got the one and only Hammerhead Tim. How are you, sir? Oh, it's perfect today, man. Five to seven, but a little bit windy. (laughs) Yes. And I did enjoy that out here for those uh, of you in the Southern California area. I did like the little wind today. I did like the gray today. It was This morning, though, it was absolutely beautiful. I was hanging outside. And I felt great. Didn't Man. want to come in and start work. You know, I'm not going to, I'm in parts unknown in SoCal, right? Just because I don't want people lining up at my door, all of our fan base and listeners we have out there. But I'll tell you what, what I got going on right now. I got thunder. I got thunder crackling. I got rain about ready to happen, man. It is popping off right now where I'm at. Oh, you got a lot more wind out there. Oh yeah. I got the wind. I got the, the clouds, the rumble, you know, dogs are perked up like, what's up, what's up, what's up, you know, ready to go, man. Yeah, it's. I love the weather though. It's definitely that time of year. I'm glad we're not going to have a hot Halloween. Hate yeah. that. Hate yeah. that. Well, yeah, we actually wear a costume and you're comfortable. Yeah, you know, walking around outside in it. Right. right? Yeah. Wear well, a costume. Unless you're the girls, where it gives you the, uh, you know, the free free night to dress up as a whore. <laughs> love that. Wow. You really just say that. Naughty <laughs> nurse. Naughty yeah, nurse. I don't have a problem with it. You just might be a little colder for this. <laughs> <laughs> We love all women. We love all women in their costumes. I just want to put that out there. All the yeah, women in your costumes, rock on. No, not at all. I just call them all, you know, a gardening utensil, but that's cool. Oh, I guess, yes. <laughs> not everybody dresses up. I no. apologize. I dress up every Friday night. <laughs> yeah, as a, uh, to as go a to work. that stage show. <laughs> to do that stage <laughs> show. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, welcome everybody, and let's get back to why we're here. Let's right. do it. This is our grinds. We talk about the hospitality industry and some experiences that we have with it ongoing and in the past, and hopefully hang into the future with our yeah. careers that we've chosen. Uh, we do love this industry, so let's talk about it a little bit. Let's do it. The first thing I kind of want to talk about. I was reading an article, uh, and I pulled this article out of Restaurant Business. If you uh, read that one. But there was a thing about a uh, barbecue holdings group, Famous Dave's, that just purchased uh, a new chain. Well, a six-unit chain. Okay. It's kind of twofold, kind of a question, right? The first part is um, the growth of the restaurant industry. Where, where do you think that's coming from? Because we do see a tremendous amount of people still going out and spending money. But where they're where they're getting this money, I don't know. Where they saved it up and now they're doing a mad dash and or they paid off all their credit and now they're going to run it back up again. I, I don't know what they're doing, but a lot of restaurants that I've spoken to are having some great, having a great year and a great fourth quarter, but still crying about not having the labor to do their thing and all that other good stuff. Right. So then you also see that a lot of restaurants did close the people that kind of checked out. And I believe chef, Bo, we talked about this maybe on another, you know, fire table episode back in the day, as far as the ones that didn't really want to be in this business, maybe mm-hmm. it's good to check it out. And yeah. I think we're, I think we're seeing that. Would you agree with that, Hammerhead? Yes, absolutely. All right. So now that we see that places lock up. Landlords are now getting the ability to evict people. So we're going to have some, um, 
some space. So what do you guys think about the growth of the restaurant industry? Is it going to be just new concepts or is it going to be the ones that have been existing gobbling it up? Love the real estate that's about to be opened up there. What do you think? We'll start with you, uh, Hammerhead. Uh, I believe we're going to see the chain and corporate restaurants explode. Okay, so you think they're going to take it back? Because there was a swing there where the IND were making a big climb to being the, the dominant uh, restaurant. Our listeners out there. Uh, who independent uh, IND, what does that mean? Oh, yeah. very good. Thank you very much. That I think Chef Bo said it there. I mean, yeah. it's independent restaurants. Your your mom and pops or anything. I believe, in my opinion. Uh, below five units because after five you get a little you don't have many too many people family that you could spread that out to and keep your chain going there's usually some infighting or something right around the fifth unit yeah uh, basically those, those guys that those folks that are um guys and gals those folks that uh are um you know i want to open a restaurant mm -hmm. those kind of people yeah um, yep the individual uh, ones anyway. your your neighbor the yeah the, the idiot that found an investor to give him a million five. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. yeah, I, don't, I don't see a whole lot of that uh, until... Um, We've uh, got these uh, famous meatballs. Mm -hmm. You want to invest with me? Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, think, I think we got a couple of years before we see that swing back. I think the pendulum is definitely, uh, in my opinion, sorry, in my opinion, I think it's definitely swinging towards more of that... Um, Let's do a corporate thing. TGI Fridays is opening up more ghost kitchens, you know, kind of kind of thing. Um, I think uh, with the labor-wise, uh, the problem that, that we have, and I, uh, I think that they have the deep enough pockets to, to dig into, to automate min, um, ordering, to, um, to do that whole thing. And uh, to me, it's unfortunate. Where, where, where's the folks like the three of us that are saying, you know, Hey, um, I want to open a restaurant. All right. I got a talented guy like Bo, who's a chef that can, you know, come up with the perfect concept. Got a guy like you who's like, I'm front of the house King and, and know how to run this. You know, I, I think that you're scared to dig into mm -hmm. your pockets and, and, uh, and go for it. Yes, I am. I, I, and I don't mean you, but specifically. Yeah, I, I am not going to put my money in the uh, hospitality industry right now. I just like that yeah. flat answer. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid yes, to I do am. that. I worked hard to get where I'm at, and that's just too many changes going around. I mean, I don't know if you were segueing into this, but yeah, from an operational point of view, I would not be opening a restaurant at this time. Bo, did you have any thoughts on that as far as what you think is going to happen with um, spaces coming available, the bigger chains out there gobbling up real estate? Because the second part of that, which was interesting, that not the second part, the second part was something else. Okay. But no. what Tim just triggered there mm -hmm. was, was the second part. ghost kitchens. Do, do, do those places like your TGI Fridays, are they going to invest in more brick and mortars or find another way to generate a revenue stream or develop a new concept in those in those properties a great and and great input from hammerhead and you and, and all this stuff and i th think we're going to see i mean if we had to do okay so let's just say a percentage of available spaces is 100 percent, right i think we're going to see the corporate chain take 65 to 70 percent of that right and then i think 
the remainder is going to be for the the mom and pop, you know, the individually owned and operated segment. But what I'm curious about is with the success that we saw Chili's and Jesus Christ, even Chuck E. Cheese have with ghost kitchens and doing a different concept, are we going to see different concepts in brick and mortar come out of these chains, right? Because McDonald's is synonymous with running a three chain pilot program of like McCafe, where it was a little more upscale, right? They, they ran that, you know, and are we going to see stuff like that pop up into those footprints that maybe don't support their standard cookie cutter drive through counter service, dining room, McDonald's, TGI Fridays, you know, Chili's, whatever that looks like, you know, could we see different stuff? And I think that's where, I think that's where these, these stores are going to be headed. You know, because, yeah, McDonald's is McDonald's, but even there, they want more money. Right. And they, they can only charge so much for a Big Mac. So they're going to flip a different concept under the same name. You know, do you, do you think they would do that without a proof of concept? Or well, do you think they got one going right now and then they're going to expand it with the uh, real estate that's going to come up? I think they're going to I think they got a couple going. I mean, I don't I don't know for certain. No, I don't work for McDonald's. Um, But, you know, they they run you know, concepts, they, they got to have stuff. And maybe these real estate that they're gobbling up is going to be those pilot programs, you know, where they run two or three different concepts throughout. And then, then it branches out, hmm. you know, I, I could see something like that happening, you know, and does like, I don't know about the rest of the country, but I mean, we had two TGI Fridays out where I'm at and they're gone and they've been gone for a long time. You know, I think there's one that's about an hour and a half, maybe two hours away from me that I'm aware of, you know, so, but does TGI Fridays make a pushback? Does a dead concept come back? You know, like did. That's interesting. You know, uh, I, what do you think? Do you think a dead concept would come back? I think this would be the perfect time for it. Hmm. You, know? you mean like a Bennigan's or something like that? Bennigan's. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, like a Fuddruckers, right? Does a Fuddruckers come back? They got a couple of units, but yeah. does. There's a place that has a couple of units, like two, three units. Is this the time they make the push? You know, like a. Well, that, yeah. yeah. I, I think if you've got a proof of concept and you got two units and they're generating revenue and had some great sales, yes, I would go ahead and expand that. Yeah. Hopefully your system's working. Right. I mean, and hopefully that's the case. I mean, I know that there's a Elephant Bar and Grill. They were pre pandemic, they were mm -hmm. trying to make a push on a comeback because somebody came in and bought the concept. You know, so is this the time now? You know, do they feel confident? Do they have enough investors? You know, whatever those systems, do they have the systems in place? You know, but I think that on the individually owned and operated stuff, I think we're going to see some really creative people come out of this, you know, because the restaurant industry as a whole is resilient. And I'm sorry, I'm going to upset a lot of people. I don't count chain restaurants like McDonald's and stuff is the restaurant industry. McDonald's mm -hmm. does not set trends. McDonald's follows trends, period. You know, Starbucks now, I, they set trends for a little while, but you now... You think that salad in a cup was a good trick? <laughs> yeah, it looked like vomit once you put dressing on it and shook it up, right? It looked like throw up. <laughs> you know, I mean, chicken nuggets is not new, right? It's just not, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, and it's a sad day when everyone clamors over the fact that, oh my God, the McRib and the St. Patrick's Day Shake are going to be available at the same time. Come on, people, you're better than that. Right. I mean, you know, don't get in the drive through for that, you know, but I think we're going to see some creative people come out and maybe, you know, some concepts. Maybe there's going to be automated portions of the individually 
owned and operated restaurants. That's going to set some trends, um, you know, but it, it's an exciting time just because it's so unknown, you know. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, and I think that's um, one of those things where I would not get into it because it's so up in the air right now. True. With that said, though, I guess we could look at the other side of that. It's up in the air. So what kind of concepts do you think are going to come out of this? Anything new or old, old reliable? So, I was, And the reason why I'm bringing this up is part of that article was the buffets. Are they yeah. dead and gone? They're dead. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do with those footprints? Those were some big buildings. Those were some big buildings. Um, laser tag. <laughs> well, that's not bad. I'm thinking, but I, and I read an article a little while ago about Dave and Buster struggling yeah. with the adult gaming, dining kind of a thing. So is there some other type of entertainment venue that you think would just catch on like wildfire and just wildflower, wildfire and uh, grab those those locations? You think? Uh. Yeah, I don't know what that would be though. Not, I mean, let me let me stew on this for a moment. Can roller skating come back? Roller rinks? Oh, dude, I would be down for couple skate. That'd be awesome. Um, An upscale dining with roller skates. No, but you know what I think would come back? What the the um, the car hop? Oh, now Maybe Sonic Sonic kind of does it right, but Sonic does it on a very small scale. But I think, I mean, if I was an owner operator and I was going to shell out some money, I would go find one of those places, give me some parking spots, right? And I'd bring back the roller, the the uh, car yeah. hop with, with the, the roller same skate. Type of menu, just burgers, or would you kind yeah. of scale it and bring out some? Uh, Bro, there's a place you know, in Atlanta. Sandwiches. Yeah, but there's a place in Atlanta, the Varsity, right? Bro, really? They're, they're no, crushing. Tell me about the Varsity. They're What's crushing that? it, and they've been crushing it for years. Right. But it's the old school 1950s, 60s car hop style. Right. It's a very sim simple menu. They've had workers there that have worked there for God, 30, 30, 35 years. And they're car hops and they know the menu forwards and back. And you got to I mean, honestly, if you don't if you're in line and they come and ask you what you want, if you don't know, they will skip your ass and go on to the next person. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's how fast paced they are. And that's how packed they are. But I would bring that back kind of that car hop 50 style you know people want people love nostalgia people love comfort food i don't care what decade we're in you know and and really do a high quality but like you're talking about put a spin on it do a pork belly sandwich or do you know a bon me style or do something you know do fun stuff but keep it comfortable keep it you know intimate if you will and but have fun with it you know and i'd get those old school speakers from the drive-in movie theater freaking pop those in your car have a little tunes going on Right while you're eating there with the tray on the window, why not, man? I mean, you know, it's well, you know, Bo, you bring up a great point because that fits right into the COVID narrative, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it does where you're eating in your car, but it's still a cool thing, you know, and you gotta, you know, and the speaker would just be, you know, piped in music, you know, but have fun with it, you know. I mean, other than that, entertainment wise, I think you got to make dining more of an experience now. You know, and not just, I mean, I hate to say it, but even the sports bars are going to need help. Why do you think that? We all figured out when we were in quarantine that we all got, you know, you can get a 65 inch TV for 250 bucks and door dash your food to your house. And you don't have to get dressed up and deal with the drunk dude next to you hitting on your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, in the comfort of your own home. 
So you yeah. got you got to be you, as a sports bar, you have to entice them to come out. I would agree with that because that's basically how I feel about it. I, it's yeah. very hard for me to go to a sports bar right now and watch an event. Like I have what I need right here at home. Yeah, I think and a lot of people the feel that way. Of it. That, that would also apply to the movie theaters where we saw that trend of yeah. the higher-end food going in the movie theater, mm-hmm. the dinner and a movie kind of thing, to bring food to your table or to your seat, Yeah, which I thought was very cool. Very concept. Cool. Uh, I, I thought about years ago, just never pulled the trigger on that. But yeah. Uh, but even now, I think that's probably going to go away now, just with the sanitation. So they put the, they're, yeah. they're going to just, you're just going to have to take it with you, order and then go. I'm not sure. That'd yeah. be something to think about. Well, that's why I think that, you know, what Bo was saying about eating in your car like that, making it a cool, comfortable experience to eat in your car. So drive in movies. Yeah. <clears throat> not necessarily drive in movies, but. But drive in like uh, you know how um, you know a kid can get a haircut and they have a a, a little uh, TV put right in front of them and they can watch whatever movie they mm-hmm. want or they can play video games or do something like that you know park yeah. kid keeps, keeps them I mean yes I get what you mean by like drive in movie uh, but you know you can drive into a fast food spot. I mean, how do we keep you engaged while you're there for 25 minutes? You know, we don't want you parking there forever, but how do we keep you engaged while you're sitting there eating your meal? A lot of it has to do with, you know, the roller person and the thing on the side of your door and the old time speaker. Yeah. You know, and you you make it nostalgic, you make it fun, you know, and I don't care who you are. Everybody loves to people watch, right? So what, what's more entertaining and more enthralling than watch or even engrossing and watching somebody with a big old order on a tray roller skate by you? It'd be great if you could do it at, in Venice Beach, you know? Well, and, yeah. Uh, pull up and watch people watch. Yeah. Know, the people walking by you at that circus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> It's definitely a circus. But no, I think the drive-in movie theater, I think, is going to make a comeback. Okay. You know, I mean, because there's, I mean, what what are they doing in those spaces now? Swap meets? Uh, they were yeah, tearing them down and making apartments or something. Uh, you know what? They, there's one in Oceanside uh, that I drive by all the time on my yeah. way down to the beach. And uh, the drive-in movie theater that used to be a, uh, I mean, the, it, it was a drive-in, then it was a swap meet like you were talking. Yeah. And now they're tearing it down and they're possibly going to put in a water park and a uh, one of those surf waves oh wow like you got out there in the desert yep that's Tell coming yep it's coming you know um yeah there was a big tv show on that surf wave mm-hmm. in uh, northern california they did some competition or something like that. yeah it, it's coming yeah. i got one coming down here you know he really yes yeah. a big wave huh yeah I, I, well, I think it makes sense where you're at yeah. away from the water yep it's uh, and it's, I'm not kidding when I say it's like 1500 bucks an hour. Is that right? Ours isn't that. Yeah. Or more. Or more. Or more, geez. Ours isn't that. Yeah. Ours is supposed to be like a water park style, you know. Oh, no, this is Kelly Slater's. Yeah. Uh, he's got like a professional waiver put up there. Um, kind of getting back to. Uh, yeah, we got off topic. Uh, about, about the um, restaurants, you know. Um, you know, some of the ones that have done incredibly well during this whole time here, the past, you know, 18 months, two years here, you know, Wingstop, 
Yeah. Popeyes, mm-hmm. Marco's Pizza, mm-hmm. even Hooters and Canes, those places are killing it. So think about what, what the trend is. And um, I, I sent Darren uh, a little something uh, about um, some of the, you know, best restaurants or, you know, best doing restaurants, uh, the ones that are doing the best. Um, look how many burger joints. The burger is still king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, having having that awesome burger is still the thing to have. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, it is. I think that that comes, I think, from nostalgia and then a grow uh the more mature palate because a lot of those people who I mean, even us included, right? It's like love a good burger because we grew up on backyard burgers or McDonald's or whatever, and it was a burger. So now we're just backyard looking burgers. we're just looking for the better version of that. Yeah. Better meats, better yeah. cheeses, better best toppings. Bun, yep. Better, best you know, sauces or butter, stone lettuce or or uh, heirloom tomatoes. Yep. You know, all that kind of stuff. And then, how much would you be willing to pay for that? Well, with inflation, nine hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give them the keys to my car. That's close. I had eight fifty. Here's my right. car. Can I get? Here's my car keys. Can I get my burger now, please? Thank you very much. I'll walk <laughs> on. I gotta walk here's this off. Yeah, I gotta walk uh, this. Well, off. I mean, look, you know, I mean, the going rate, you know, around it's fifteen to twenty-five bucks, and you're getting yourself a good burger. You know, yeah. unfortunately, can you believe we're gonna pay twenty dollars for a good burger? But when I'm talking good burger, they have the best of the blended or certified Angus beef or Wagyu or whatever it is, and they're putting an heirloom tomato on there. Mm-hmm. They're putting a good, you know, hydroponic lettuce or something on there it's not your we're not talking your fast food burger yeah yeah it's dying in you're going in my favorite in and out i don't know about yours Darren. no it is not my favorite right Mm -hmm. well that's interesting because we're going to see um that big shift here and and a lot of you out there that are listening to this podcast we're not privy to our conversation beforehand but even as the governors in all the states make some concessions or some ideas to help us out they are planning on this going for quite some time uh, to get yeah. restaurants back up on their feet to the profitability levels they were used to be or even close or until we see this shakeup where places are being filled again, uh, everybody's going out, people are getting work, the unemployment rate drops, you know, down to a good number and, and everybody's doing well. So they're going to drag that on a little bit. I don't see us getting any more federal money going oh, yeah. on. Do you guys? No. Uh, uh, I do. Yeah, you I think I, another I, federal, some more federal I, absolutely, I absolutely do. I mean, listen, uh, in here in California, which unfortunately for the rest of you folks leads a lot of the nation on what happens, you know. Um, and and we heard on the news this morning that they're gonna extend any kind of stuff one year after whenever they decide to take the emergency, you know, COVID stuff out or to the end of 2024, whatever comes first. So that, that, I mean, well, that was, that was designed for restaurant owners or for, yes, just for it, it is the, it is the funding for restaurants. Okay? okay. So I, I, that pretty much tells me that we're into it for the next year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Well, there definitely is. too. Oh, definitely too, because we—it's going to take us that long to get over the uh, the supply chain wow. issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I and so get ready. It's this isn't going away anywhere anytime soon. Which gets back to the point 
when you and I and Bo were talking about, are you going to open a restaurant and, and, and do we see mom and pops? And the answer I believe is no, because of these type things, the supply chain and the fact that people are uneasy because they think that we got a couple more years of this. And the only ones that have that kind of pocket who are willing to keep opening are going to be those big chains corporate. Yeah, it yeah. sounds right. You're right with the deeper pockets to make that happen. Uh, but I, I still think, though, there's profitability that can be made in an independent restaurant that they can do very well. I, I think we're having a very hard time making the change. Where do you have the corporate restaurants saying, well, we have to make the change because we got, you know, stockholders, we've got investors, we've got to make some type of a change and we're going to move forward with it. And I'm going to take a chance and, and make these changes as the CEO. Boom, where you have the mom and pops going, oh, I'm so scared. I don't know. What are you doing? I got an email today of someone saying, hey, what are we doing? Is What are other restaurants doing to offset, you know, labor? And what food, fast food restaurants like, doing? What, what do you think they're doing? They're, like, hopefully they're raising their prices oh, and they're managing the people and how much money they're spending in payroll. I mean, I think you almost have to answer the question with a question of, what are the corporate people doing? If you if if you say, well, what are other restaurants doing? Okay. Well, what is the corporate? What are the corporations doing? They're the successful ones. They're the ones that aren't closing. Yeah. We're not seeing yeah. McDonald's and you know. And there's no reason to reinvent uh, the wheel. Right. They're they're not closing down. So, what are they doing? And that that may be what we have to do. It it will be because we got to stay. We got to catch up to them or not catch up. I'd say stay close. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to offer the minimum wage at $17, $18 an hour, you got to get there too. Or there's no, no reason to work for you. So not only that, you got to do the best you can to match up benefits and uh, make a place where you, you want to be and be flexible with so their schedule. All of that. Are we, are we putting a kiosk on every table so someone can put their own order in? Yeah, uh, not necessarily a kiosk, but we are going to give you the ability to leave when you want to leave. Your QR code or contactless uh, checkout. We're going to do something. And there's places out there using those tools now that are very successful with it. I've even experienced myself where I was happy to use it because I was ready to go. I didn't want to wait for my server, who was short staffed, and you could tell she was busy. Drop my check, and there it was when they opened the check. Hit the QR code, and you can check out and leave whenever you want to. I liked it. Worked out for me. And I see more people doing that. I don't think yeah. – I think when people look at um, – their, their time and their experience, if you were able to to do that and have a great dining experience with the person at the very end of pay, it almost kind of alleviates the how much do I tip feeling because I know they're going to come and pick this check back up and hand it to you. But you can do contactless, check out, bop, and bop out of the restaurant, and they don't even know. I don't want to tip anyone. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying you if you had a great service, well, then, then it sounds like in and out's the way to go for you. Well, the reason I don't want to tip anyone is because I'm paying a massive amount for this food in the first place. I, I expect some, some darn good service, and we're just not getting it. And it is so difficult to leave a tip when you're not getting the service. I agree. I agree. I want, I want to tip someone huge when I get taken care of at a restaurant. The problem is I'm rarely being taken care of. And, and you and I have dined multiple times we don't ask very much no we ask we ask for know what you're doing that's it yeah, yeah. so let's kind of yeah. summarize this and then wrap it up and we'll start our next segment but 
So both of you feel the restaurants, uh, of the national restaurant chains and all those are going to gobble up the spaces, right? Do you think they're going to take them? Yeah. And and then we also feel that the way of the buffet is dead as well. Yep. It's going to be independent stuff, plate service, the whole deal. And there's recap. We also need to improve uh, improve our service, and we've been trying to do that for years now. So it's no surprise there. Well, there's some food for thought for you, everybody, on what we think was happening here in the restaurant industry. Thanks for joining us for this first half of our segment. We'll see you in a little bit. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to our grinds. Feel free to drop us a line at rgrindscrew at gmail.com. Once again, that's R-G-R-I-N-D-Z-C-R-E-W at gmail.com, our grinds crew. We'd, be, we'd love to hear from you. You know, see what you're uh, up to. Talk about some things that um, we've been bringing up on the last few episodes and go into more detail or even just call us a bunch of knuckleheads. Just something would be kind of cool to hear from me. Let you know you're, let us know you're engaged in some of the topic we have. But the second half, we we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, kind of everything that's going on, right? So if you listen to the first part, you have restaurants that are grabbing up locations. You've got restaurants that decided they did not want to be in this business and are not reopening. And then you have some that are seeing this as an opportunity to say, we've been doing okay. We've had some growth. Let's go ahead and get one or two more spots, right? Kind of spread that out. But with, so we're talking about some revenue when you do that, right? When you Mm -hmm. add another location, but how about some other revenue centers can we do without actually bringing on a whole nother uh, brick and mortar place or having to do ghost kitchens? And one of those areas that seems to be growing that I want to talk about with the two of you today is the meal replacement program at home that you're seeing, the Hello Freshes, the Blue Aprons, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. all those types of places that seem to be doing all right and seem to be working out. In my neighborhood, I, there's like two or three of those companies putting out meals for uh, senior citizens, for schools, for special events. Uh, not fully a catering company because they're not doing a lot of uh, staffing at their events, but dropping off some very good packages for parties of 50 or more, hundred or more, or even individual plans that are laid out for you, laid out for you for the entire week. I think it's a great idea and I think it's catching on. So I want to throw that at you two and feel and find out what you guys are thinking. So let's start with Bo. How do you feel about meal replacements? What's going on with that industry, that segment, where do you think it's going or not going? What are your thoughts on the topic? I think it's going to do nothing but grow. In now, it could be incremental or it could be in leaps and bounds. I'm sure, um, as we were all under quarantine and lockdown, I'm sure it grew in leaps and bounds because you know it took a little bit for some of the grocery stores and stuff like that to get on with uh home delivery. So people were just like, you know what, I don't want to go to the grocery store, I'm a little tentative about the whole COVID thing. So, what's up with uh, you know, freshly or blue apron or whatever. And they started looking at it. And they started getting their groceries and their meals delivered right to their house instead. And they supplemented their grocery store shopping with that. So, you know, I don't think it's going to do anything but grow. I think it's a great spot for uh, independent restaurants to get involved in and offer that out in their community as far as like a quote unquote catering or even just under a tab on their website under meal prep where somebody could order their food for four or five nights a week if they wanted to. You know, I think it's a great spot to get in. I think people realize that, hey, you know what? Cooking's not really that hard. I mean, when you boil it down, no pun intended, there's only seven ways to cook anything and you can't cook everything all seven ways. 
So it ain't hard. And from what I've seen, some of the recipes that come out, they're pretty detailed as far as when you should add stuff, stir it, add spices, add your proteins, add your veggies. They're fairly thorough when it comes to uh, getting people to cook on their own. So I think it's a great segment to get into. I wish more restaurants offered it, you know, um, but I don't think we're going to be far away from seeing more restaurants offer it either. I agree. And I don't see why not. I, I'm looking at some information now about some of the top 10 that are out there and they're keeping their meal programs under $5.99 serving, $6.99 serving. But I'm sitting here thinking about it going, well, why would the restaurants have all these ingredients too? Yeah, they do. In these places and work something out to where you can just pick them in, uh, pick it up. I mean, mm -hmm. wouldn't that be cool to have one step taken away from this to where yeah. if you pick it up, it's only $3.99 a meal. Right, well, but it's good. But it's good stuff because you're still using the same quality level that you mm -hmm. would for your restaurant. But if you're willing to come pick it up, we'll throw something together for you and send it out the way. The portions might be a little smaller than what what you uh, are used to, but it serves a a, a need, right? It yeah. takes care of, uh, or I guess it should say, solves maybe a potential problem that you're having at house or want to make your life a little bit more convenient uh, and intertwine those two, like I do. Uh, Hammerhead, what were your, some of your thoughts there while Bo was giving us his? I can't think of a better space to be in right now. Really? All right. Yep. Uh, Let's hear it. Uh, in, um, in, in 2020, it was a $10 billion industry. It was a $12 billion industry this year. And wow. between 2021 and 2028, it's supposed to grow another 13%. So think about that. It's a $12 billion a year um, part of our industry. Now, I don't know how to get um, restaurants to start doing this. I mean, it, it, it's kind of hard because then it's just to-go food, right? I mean, well, why wouldn't they just order our to-go food? But how do you move? It's like uh, our customers that are doing ghost kitchens right mm -hmm. how do we how do we move them into this market it's just really, like that i think just, just like, like that you're right. absolutely right i mean that i mean that is how we do it but how do i get my customers to say okay you're opening a ghost kitchen you're going to do a meal prep and you're going to do it right out the back door of this um you already have all the food i mean yeah. I, I, look you you can it's a huge market i mean I, I, I've been a professional chef my entire life, so I can meal prep for myself and my, and, and I make great food for my, for my, for my, for my family. I, I make five meals, um, for five people and I'm doing it for under three and $4, you know, on some things that are higher in, I'm $2 and 50 cents on others. I do a, I do a, um, a meatless dish. So it's even cheaper. I mean, I put together some really good things and I am providing great meals for my, for my family at a really cheap price. And the containers, uh, are, are, work great in the microwave. They come home, hit a button for two minutes and heat their food up and have awesome food. And, you know, all those meal prep companies and, and the, the couple that you mentioned, they do a great job mm -hmm. and it's very simple, easy to follow instructions. I mean, I have family members that 
that uh, brothers and sisters and fathers and you know I have family members that use those companies and you know they're not the greatest cooks and they totally have good dishes at home. Oh, I, I, I huge growth, huge huge growth. Yeah, and I'm a living uh, testimonial of that as well. I, I do it for my son just because of our schedules and he did his own right there and, and made me some and he crushed it. And he's not a big cook and I go, wow, this, this came out great. And he goes, I just follow the instructions. <laughs> which one are which one are you using, Big D? Which one? Uh, we're using? using Home Chef. Home Chef. All right, Home Chef. If you're out there, we would love to be a sponsor. Yeah, that'd be good. We'd love you as a sponsor. And yeah. it was reasonable, but for me, which is why I definitely am with both of you of having a restaurant do this, the convenience of it, which we all know, convenience, you can upcharge a lot, just mm -hmm. like you see at the grocery store. If it's convenient, that stuff sitting right there at checkout, you're buying it and you know you can probably get it cheaper or you don't need it and you're grabbing it anyway. Uh, all that stuff, when it's convenient like this, it, it comes in a nice package, it's got the ice on it, it's wrapped, it's in a box, it's sealed. Boom, every package after that was sealed. Uh, you know, when I get a chance, I'll I'll show you guys maybe in person when I see it, but you can probably figure it out. But the recipe card, beautiful picture of the item. You flip it over, step-by-step -step instructions on the other side. I sent you both a, uh, a, a link to some some uh, market analysis regarding... Uh, oh, I, I thought you were sending us a sign-up form where we can get some of your meals. Yeah, oh, that's, okay, that's, that's so that's good. I'm, yeah, come on. So, yeah, can I, can I, can I add, can you add me out there as a kid? Right. Talking about the, the global meal kits, the, you know, how, I mean, all the different, the, you know, the blue aprons, the, you know, the hello freshes, all, all those, the one, the group that you're using, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's so many, you know, uh, the, the market size value in 2021, $12.7 billion. Wow. That's crazy. Revenue, wow. For, revenue forecast by 2028, $27 billion. That's, no, that's so Did you see some statistics out there? Does that, where is that coming from out of the person's pocket? So is that hurting the restaurants? Is it hurting the uh, independent restaurants? Is it going to hurt Who the restaurants? Who do I got a tip for crappy service? Well, exactly. So it would be interesting to see where that twenty-seven billion out of our what slice of the pie in our yeah. economy? It's coming that, out of the restaurant business and the and the supermarkets. Why why go do all this when I can just do it at home? I agree, I, but yeah. I think it would hit the grocery stores more, don't you think, Bo? Yeah, I think it's going to hit the grocery stores first, right? Because there's still going to be reasons to go out to dinner, right? There's always yeah. reasons to go out and dine, right? But if you cannot go to the grocery store, I mean, you we've all seen people of Walmart on the internet, right? If you if I don't have to go there and I can get everything right. delivered, then I'm getting everything delivered, you know? But yeah. I, I think, and, you know, as I think back, it's like when we were in the midst of this pandemic and everyone was at home quarantined, at least out here where I'm at, in, or at least in Southern California, there was a, a huge government funded project where restaurateurs could make and sign up to do X meals a day for X number of clients. They were basically doing meal prep, right? Because it was going to the senior citizens. It was going to the nursing homes. It was going to those that couldn't get out. Right. And it was all government funded. So some restaurateurs were exposed to this, you know, um, in yes. one way or another, you know, so they, they had to figure out something. They're not totally naive, at least in Southern California, can't speak to the rest of the country, you know, but 
there's got to be something to where something clicks with them and goes, hey, look, you know, I if we went up and said, you know, meal prep is the next um, red velvet chocolate, right? Red Meal prep is the next red velvet cake. Then they got to get they I think they would get on board with it, especially seeing the numbers that Tim showed us. It's that growth is huge. And why wouldn't they want a slice of that pie? And I think that's how it's not going to hurt the restaurant industry. Right. Because they can supplement, but it is going to hit hurt the grocery store because you just don't go to people at Walmart anymore. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think yeah. it's going to hurt the restaurant no. uh, industry. In fact, I think it's actually um, uh, because we were talking about this earlier, I think it can really help them. Uh, I, it does affect the grocery store as far as, you know, people aren't going to go there. They're going to do this. Um, but, uh, but, but um, I, I think that um, like, like this weekend, my kids wanted to go out to eat and I was like, well, we got meal prep at home. Yeah. So I did say that. Yeah. But the reason I think it's going to really help the industry is because there's going to be folks like us that are going to go to the restaurant and say, hey, look, here's a good way for you to make some money. It's it's a it's a ghost kitchen, but it is a meal prep. Yeah. And I think that's the way to go. I mean, and look, I mean, the kids come up and say, hey, can we go out to eat for what? Just because it's an off Wednesday? No, there's meal prep at home. Right. But I mean, go out to it's like, hey, it's date night. It's a celebratory right. event. It's a graduation right. or, you know, hey, family's in town. We're going to skip meal prep. You know, we don't yes. see each other all the time. Let's go out to yeah. eat. I think you imagine having guests or family come and you hand them a little packet as they come to the house. I, that's yeah, something I would do. So here you go. Get in line. There's sign-up sheets of what you can use the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd be nice. I'd get more microwaves. So everybody could do it at once. <laughs> I'd watch the lights in my house dim down, the radiation levels go up, you know. But that's hey, you know what? That's a great Thanksgiving idea. Maybe I just have everything pre-done. Everyone can just nuke you know their what? own. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that this year. <laughs> that, that's a yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you're ready to eat, just grab yeah, your kids, just grab your, out. make everybody a little box, right? A little like that's to-go right. bag with um, you know. You got stuffing in one. You got your turkey in another one. You know, I'll have right. all the directions. I'm not going to leave anything right. up to chance. Oh, right? my God. I am, I am <laughs> going to do that. I'm going to disappoint everyone this year. I'm doing that. I'm going to make it all on Wednesday. Put them all in the fridge. <laughs> and I'm going to say, there it is. It's all in the fridge. If you, when you want it, just go ahead and put it right in the microwave. Yep. I'm watching football. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yep. Oh, my God. I'm totally going to do that. You don't even know I'm you know what I've always wanted to do, totally off topic, but kind of in a meal prep aspect, is one, one year I've always wanted to get like 20 uh, turkey hungry man TV dinners and yeah, just put that out as Thanksgiving. And just be like, there you go. Was it Swanson? oh, there you go. Yeah, Swanson's Swanson. hungry man or something. Just be like, enjoy. I'm done. I'm out. I'm tapped out. I'm done. <laughs> you know, I, I cook awesome. for a living. You know, but I haven't done it. I, I, you know, but the meal prep though, I just might. That that's a good call. But I think meal prep in restaurants, I think it, I think it can help them. I think so. You know, but I think, and I think we're going to be left with after you know, like we talked about in the last segment. You know, we're going to have a bunch of spaces open. Corporate America is going to come in and take a big chunk of it. But I think the people that are going to go in and and, and try and achieve their dream. I think they're going to be the savvy ones that understand that they have to have a brick and mortar. They have to have a ghost kitchen. And possibly a meal prep, like all three out of one brick and mortar building, you know, to make money. 
You know, you yeah. gone, I think, are the days of just turning up, opening the door, turning the on sign on and having a fire hose worth of revenue come through the front door. I think now you got to get it to where it's multiple streams of revenue from that one building. You know, I think Agreed. that's how it has to happen. And hopefully they're going to be savvy enough to go in there and understand that. You know, that that's what we can hope for. And hopefully they're willing to listen, you know, and and listen to the podcast and take away great ideas because folks are giving this away for free. These are these are diamonds in the rough here. Man. Yes, gimme's. Yes, to you. Yeah. Well, I okay. think um, they should jump on this pretty quick, and I think it's a lot easier than maybe some people are thinking it is. Yeah. Uh, the stuff's already there. Packaging is already there. As, as we mentioned earlier, it's going to be. I hope we're recording at this time, but it's going to be at least what two years before supply and. Mm-hmm. The supply chain demand on that, uh, the convenience of uh, cooking, I don't think is going to get any uh, easier because I believe the culinary field, as far as people getting into it, uh, is not really growing as much as we would hope. And then, yeah. of course, we still have the two-income family where mm-hmm. people are, are busy. Not only that, we're seeing a lot more single parenting going on. Yeah. Uh, so imagine that schedule with kids that get out of school, they run home, there's nobody there to cook for them. So the opportunity to have a well-balanced diet meal for your child instead of eating the candies or the protein bars that are loaded with sugar, whatever Mm -hmm. that may be, I think we're going to see more of that. You know, not only that, when you think of the healthiness of a properly balanced diet with your children growing up, uh, with the ADHD, with the other challenges they're having, the pre-diabetes things that we're seeing in kids these days, uh, all of that stuff. Uh, I think even depression, you know, the diets mm-hmm. can help that. And we're seeing more and more of that with this social media platform. And uh, I forgot what they call it as far as people seeing other people's lives, thinking they're missing out on something. You know what that was called? FOMO. You always seen everybody have a good time. You're right. What is it? FOMO. Fear of missing out. FOMO. Fear. Of, oh, is that, okay. Yeah. So you're seeing more and more of that. Yep. I, I believe some information came out as far as it being a really big deal mm-hmm. among women and socially accepted and bullying and all that good stuff. But Good stuff. Uh, all that good stuff as far as God, first you call them a horn. Yeah, yeah, God, I kind of messed that up. But I guess the good part was you're hearing what's happening out there and you can react to it. But if you just ignore this stuff, like you said, the gimmies of ideas on how to stay viable and visible and relevant in the restaurant industry, you got to do meal prep. You may want to do a ghost kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to increase your service because when those special events come up, and you don't provide anything special for them, they're not going to want to Tim, uh, tip. Tim's not going to come to your place. That's it's right. not worth it. Could right? you imagine an operator looking at their numbers and say to themselves, oh, my gosh, I'm making more money on my back, out the back door meal prep than I am my restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be fantastic. And it can happen. It can. can't happen. And you know what, you brought up a good point about, you know, a balanced nutritional meal, right? And how it can help in so many ways. And it's so true because, you know, being in the food industry, you know, and seeing things, it's like, and then you hear the mainstream media, right? And, and we're all in the know, we're all in that inner circle. And it's like, how can the one country be obese and yet have food insecurities at the same time? Right? It's like, what are, what is it, you know, or, you know, and it all comes from diet and it all comes from, you know, single parent, dual income parents, you know, both working all stuff and not having time to make dinner 
because and then they stop at McDonald's or they stop at a fast food chain and they just pick something up quick and easy. Right. Here you go. Here you go, little Timmy. Eat your 50 McNugget piece dinner, blah, 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 whatever. Well, that doesn't do anything for the kid. But yet if you're in Tim's house, boom, go microwave something for two minutes yeah. and you get a nice meal and the kid's going to feel great. The kid's going to feel like he was cared about, thought about, you know, and all that translates through food, you know, that somebody took the time to actually make something. And yeah, OK, I got to reheat it for two and a half, three minutes. But that's a way better message than, oh, man, I, I got another uh, chicken McNugget dinner because my parents don't think that highly of me enough to fucking cook a box of mac and cheese. I mean, come yeah. on. You know, I mean, and it's it's something that society doesn't doesn't fully delve into. They just gloss over the top. They're like, oh, look, free school lunches. I mean, look, when my kids were in school and they were telling me what they had available for school lunch. It was like fucking chips and cheese dip. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, you guys don't have pizza day. You guys don't have hamburgers. I mean, granted, they were gray square pucks of hamburger. But, you know, it. but no, it was worse. It was just worse because it hit the nutritional value and it was cheap. Right. And, and food plays right. such a big part in caring for yourself and for other people. Right. Food is always a huge thing around. all. We're coming up on the holidays. Right. Thanksgiving, Christmas, all this stuff. I mean, food is an integral part but if operators could get in and meal prep and offer a better solution to those parents to those customers their customers i think they would do i think they'd rake they probably would make more money out the back door than they would the front door yeah, yeah once they market it and get that word out for yeah. sure and it doesn't have to sell alcohol yeah and they can even sell alcohol some mcdonald's won't do Right. It's like, hey, you know, little Jimmy's getting on you a little bit. Pick yourself up a little cocktail while you get the little the little nose goblin uh, fucking dinner. That's fine. You know, I got a great, uh, a great little uh, bag, little package to sell you. Oh, yeah, nice. For the alcohol. The, yeah. Weird. Right. Cool little bag. But it's it's something where, you know, that. Uh, uh, sorry, I get worked up. I got 15 trains in my head going right now. Bringing it back, bringing it back. We're getting down to one track. But what I was going to say was the operator, look, if it's a sports bar, they don't have to offer anything except what's on their menu. Just do it in a fashion that makes it a meal prep item, right? It doesn't have to hit full nutritional values on everything, right? right? It doesn't, we're not asking anybody or saying that everyone, oh, okay, if you're going to do meal prep, you got to make sure you got veg and starch and not stuff that's on your menu. No, we're saying the exact opposite. Take the stuff that's on your menu and make it a meal prep item, right? Mm -hmm. Portion it out, exactly. get it done right. Yeah. And that way, that way, when their customers get on their website, they can order a variety of five different dinners that they can go pick up on a Sunday night. And now they have dinner from their favorite restaurant at home every night. Mm -hmm. Right? We, we literally just have to change our mindset. Yeah. How we look at the restaurant business. Yeah. If, I think it's got to be more of the food business and not just quote unquote restaurant, but more of food business. Yeah. Yeah. Good way to put it. Yeah. Good way to put it. Cool. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. So, I mean, that's some interesting stuff there. And, you know, as we always say in the restaurant business, if you can generate extra five to 10% down to the bottom line, do it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I don't see why you couldn't do that with meal plans. Yeah. Agreed. Well, thanks, gentlemen, for your thoughts on that. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up and uh, wait to see everybody next week. And again, if you have something that you would like us to talk about or some thoughts, please send an email to rgrindscrew at gmail.com. Once again, that's rgrindscrew at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. But have a great week, everybody. Thank you, Chef Bo. Thank you, Henry and Tim. 
We'll see you next week. Keep grinding, people.